Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, the second half of the season, at least the post-All-Star part of it, kicks off Friday night against the Clippers, and it's a critical game for the uh, for the Lakers as they try to solidify their position in the play-in tournament. We'll talk about that and how the Lakers are looking at the rest of the season. And Rich Paul makes clear LeBron isn't going anywhere for now. We'll talk about that and more on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays. We get this thing up as fast as we possibly can wherever you get your podcasts, however you do it, and never behind a paywall, always free. I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Um, So uh, over the All-Star break, we talked about this earlier in the week, a lot of uh, leakage going on around LeBron James and his uh, discontent with Rob Palinka and the Lakers. Rich Paul put at least some of that to rest the immediate fire, um, you know, through Sham Sharania and some other people. Stephen A. Um, Smith. He, he a. did Smith. a lot of uh, – say this about Rich Paul. He will go on the record a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you always have to take – and I don't mean this against Rich Paul. You have to say this with any agent – uh, you and any rep, you always have to take a little bit of this with a grain of salt because all these guys are in the spin business. But there are not many, if any, agents who will actually put their name on a quote, whether you believe it or not, more than Rich Paul. Yeah. And for example, when Shams explained it, we'll get to this uh, later in the show in more detail. But when Shams uh, went on the Pat McAfee show and relayed the conversation that he had with Rich Paul, he said uh, that he doesn't believe LeBron would is going anywhere in the foreseeable future. Hmm. It's one of those uh, agent words. Foreseeable does a lot of work in that sentence. And or so just we'll acknowledgement about- of how much longer do we all have anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's true too. It's a little more of a, a morbid and cynical take on on it, but Same. yes, times being what they are, I can see why you would go that direction. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get to well, maybe not that. <laughs> we'll get to the, the, the story uh, as the show goes on. But the Lakers did return to the floor on Thursday afternoon, and um, it was interesting from a uh, from the perspective of Frank Vogel, I thought Andy, um, he was asked about what the Lakers goals are for the last 20, whatever games that they have. And he said, you know, look, we'd, we'd love to get out of the play in tournament. We'd love to get up to sixth, but, um, they're starting, you know, uh, six games behind going into at least Thursday night's games against, you know, there's six games behind the nuggets. That's going to be a tall order. So with that aside, he said, he'd like to, they'd like to get into that seven or eight spots. So you only have to win once to make the big boy playoffs. But failing that, it's really about playing as well as you can. It was really kind of a a moment of honesty and candor and realism from from Vogel uh, that I thought was good to hear. Well, I mean, hopefully it's just, it's a collective realization among, you know, the coaching staff, among the players, among the front office that a lot of this is, you know, it's not entirely within your control because the other team obviously gets a vote. But it is within your control when it comes to just, look, how much of this are we going to just make the best out of? Like they they have put themselves 
through circumstances both within their control and outside of their control in a bad situation right now. But even acknowledging that, like they are only, as we record right now, a game and a half behind the Clippers for the eight seed, for example. And the Clippers don't have Paul George for the foreseeable future, don't have Kawhi Leonard for the foreseeable future, and they do not have Norm Powell. Unfortunately for him, that big deal that they made has already gone sideways with a foot injury. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. So the Clippers are extremely well-coached, and they play very hard. They play very smart. But the Lakers with LeBron and Russell Westbrook in this game have a talent advantage over the Clippers. At least at the top, certainly at the top end. They have, oh, you know, absolutely. The, best, they have a- the two best, well, this really gets into it. At the very least, the best player on the floor right. is LeBron James. And depending on what you think about Russ, you know, ought to be the second. Look, depending but- depending which version of Russ, if you get Russ the last two games the Lakers played before the All-Star break, Russell Westbrook is likely the second best player on the court, or there's little gap between him and two or three. The point being, though, in a talent-driven game and league, the Lakers can at least put themselves in a position mm-hmm. to take advantage of opportunities. They've got two games in the in this week coming week against the Clippers. You know, they, they'll be facing Dallas. They'll, they'll be facing some of the teams that either are chasing them or they are chasing. And, you know, they can make an opportunity for themselves. It's just same question we always ask with this team all season. Like, where is their head at? How committed are they to doing it? Um, yeah, and then just how capable. Because um, sure. I, I think, you know, commitment, it's not just about, like, they don't care. And then I'll be like, some of this comes down. They're not, they're not capable as a team. Um but I, I just we'll get into the schedule here in a second because I think what you're pointing out is is kind of fascinating because there are a lot of ways that this could go, including them getting certainly into that you know passing the Clippers and bumping themselves up at least to eight, um, which would be very helpful. Um, but there's also a downside possibility here, given the schedule and how bad the Lakers have been on the road. Their, their schedule is very road heavy uh, the rest of the way. I just I like that Vogel was acknowledging kind of what we all see which is there is a limit to where we can go in the standings. It is, you know, realistically speaking, this is where we are. It sucks. It's not where we wanted to be. It's nothing. There's nothing good about it. We're not happy, but we're also not going to focus our energy and set, um, set goals and set benchmarks that we can't hit. Like if you say, like, we're going to, we think we can get to the sixth spot. We think we can win, you know, 15 out of 17 and, and get up to that six, catch Dallas, catch, catch Denver, whoever it happens to be when they get there. Like that's not going to happen with Anthony Davis, particularly with Davis out for the next, you know, what is probably still at least four weeks, you know, realistically before he's back on the floor. And, you know, it puts the focus on how well can we be playing when the regular season is over and we have to start whatever it is, whether it's two games to get into the playoffs, whether it's one game to get in the playoffs, are we playing as well as this version of us can possibly play? Um, and to that, you know, they do get a little bit of good news. Carmelo Anthony is, uh, after the probably. All-Star break, probably seems like he's going to be able to play. Yeah, he's um, officially listed as probable. He did a full practice. I, it sounded like, because they, they tend to keep this stuff, you know, both cautious and close uh, close to the vest, it sounds like they are expecting Melo to play. And so with that in mind, you know, it's particularly important given with, the, you know, the Davis injury, 
that they you know they need Carmelo Anthony's scoring. They need his ability to space the floor. If they're going to go, you know, that small ball LeBron at center thing, you need floor spacers. They also need people who are you know taller than six five, <laughs> six six to play minutes. And you know, Carmelo is one of the biggest players left on the team, aside from the centers who are going to you know Dwight's going to play a little bit more. DeAndre's going to play a little bit more, just out of necessity. You know, so you know, a, a team Andy with Carmelo is about as whole as they're going to be for a little while. Yeah, I mean, uh, Avery Bradley is still going to be out uh, f- at least for uh, Friday, maybe Sunday, and Kendrick Nunn is business as usual. So, th- <laughs> I'm sorry, who? Yeah, I mean, just look when he's back, he's back. I mean, at, th- th- at this point, the the you have to ask the questions um, during these practices and stuff like that. But at this point, like we're all just engaged in kabuki theater because, like, we we know the dude is not going to be back until April at the earliest, you know, I mean, you know, mid, mid March, late March, whatever he, it is, he's going to be back. I would be stunned if he's back before April, which, you know, by the way, raises the whole question of what the hell do you do with him? Like, but and I look, I feel terrible for Kendrick Nunn. I mean, like, no, this is, you know, I think in his in perfect world, he was going to play well this year, opt out of his contract, sign another one with the Lakers or someone else. And, sure, you know, but, and, and, you know, you want the kid to have a, a chance to do that. But, the, the point being though, like it's, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous for us to even be mentioning this, asking about all that stuff. But, you know, I think mellow in and of itself, and I think this is something we're going to end up getting into over the course of the show, mellow being back in a few ways, I think will help this team. And, and it feels like they've really missed him. And it's, you know, something we can talk about, cause I know we wanted to talk about some of the guys yep. who aren't LeBron and, you know, aren't even Russ, like, you know, the guys who nobody would label stars at this point that they really be. are going to matter during this stretch. Mm-hmm. The Lakers can really do something with themselves. All right. So we'll do that. We'll look at the schedule. We'll do, uh, we'll go through the roster, see which players really do need to step up, um, for the Lakers to get where they could go uh, and we'll talk about lebron and rich paul and rob palenka and the lakers we'll do all of that next locked on lakers brought to you by Truebill. you know why free trials brian renew without your consent it's a business scam out to get you don't let greedy corporations pocket your money download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need want or you just forgot about like on average people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. companies They make subscriptions hard to cancel by design. That's the grift. But Truebill makes it incredibly simple to get rid of them. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. Truebill has over 2 million users. They've helped them save collectively over $100 million. That is nine figures, people. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Locked on uh, Lakers also brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's impossible for your local auto chain parts store to stock everything that you need. And why endure the pointless and intimidating questions? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't know. It's a van. All right. It's a minivan. And I like it. It's I have one of those things and I enjoy driving it. But I, I want to, you know, have to deal with the guy behind the counter who's maybe just stocking, getting me the thing that he's got back and he's trying to get rid of and and all that. I don't want any of that. I have a computer. I have access to rockauto.com at home. I can do it on my mobile device, which is my phone, as I call it. I don't call it my mobile device. I call it my phone. 
Um, I can save time and money when using Rock Auto, and I'm not going to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. For example, when my Honda Odyssey needs a fuel pump, I could spend $353 at a chain store, or Andy, I could spend $216 at Rock Auto. And you were terrible at math, and you're kind of an adult. Uh, let's, mm-hmm. let's just be honest. Yeah. Which is a better deal? $216 to 353 350 no damn it it's no, 216 no, no. 216 yes Even a yes. mathematically challenged slow person like andy mm. knows that that's a better deal rock auto is yeah. a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs no, auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Sorry about that, Andy. That was, that was a cheap shot, um, but you are really bad at math. Yeah, it's fine. I, you know, with a little bit of thought, I got the right answer. <laughs> I just I needed scratch paper. <laughs> you didn't give me time to get it. Um, so we'll get to LeBron here in a second. Um, but you you mentioned the opportunities the Lakers have in front of them. I'm just kind of curious where you are in the danger kind of level because there is a an upside scenario where the Lakers can get into the eight spot maybe even a slightly higher scenario where they can get into the seven and host that seven, eight game. Um, they're three and a half games going to Thursday night's games uh, behind the Timberwolves could be four um, by the time uh, Friday rolls around. That's a lot to make up. Um, the downside there is they're two and a half games coming out of the break ahead of Portland. And then another two games ahead by then of the Spurs and the Pelicans. On a scale of 1 to 10, Andy, how much would you rate your concern that they might end up 11? Because they could fall to 10. I guess it's possible. Um, Do you have any concerns really right now that they won't make even the play-in? Not really. I mean, if you're asking me, do I think it's impossible? The answer is no, because I, I, you're not going to make any money uh, overestimating this team. <laughs> like, I, I think that's just a fair statement to make. And, and look, who knows what ends up happening if they end up getting on a streak of like six or seven losses and all of a sudden you start thinking about would it make more sense to shut LeBron down? Right. You know, like things like that. That was a I scenario, don't... by the way, that was a scenario that was tossed around a lot during the All-Star break. Like if they have a bad, like would LeBron just shut it down for the year? Right, exactly. And, and again, I don't think we're there. I want to make sure that's very clear. I'm not anticipating that. I just think you would be absolutely Pollyanna to think that it's not possible at mm-hmm. all. That being said, though, they are four and a half games against the Spurs. And the Spurs are not a team that is uh, currently constructed to win. Um, I think there's a chance that theoretically they could get passed by Portland. Portland's playing really well since uh, the C.J. McCollum trade, but the trade involved sending Portland sent Larry Nance Jr., former mm-hmm. Laker, part of the kids, to New Orleans, and New Orleans sent Josh Hart, another former Laker, one of the kids, to Portland. Josh Hart, by the way, has been killing it. He's had since he's been year. in Portland, great year. The two of them, because they're you know they're friends going back to when they first started with the Lakers. To make things easy on themselves, I'm not joking. They're just swapping houses. I know that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's really interestingly a, enough. Also swapping wives. 
I just added that. That's not true. I don't even know if either one of them is married, but wouldn't that be a controversy? (laughs) (laughs) That's both a controversy and a show waiting to happen. Oh, for crying out loud, it would be. I I am really desperately hoping that at least one of them recognizes the opportunity and does some sort of like Prince rents Carlos Boozer's house for a year kind of deal and just completely remodels and guts the other one's house in the most outlandish way possible. Well, okay, no, no disrespect to Larry Nance Jr. or Josh Hart, two guys we both really liked a lot while covering them. Neither one of them is as cool a story as when Prince does that. No. Like, no, there's true. a big difference between Prince turned my house purple and Larry Nance as a goof remodeled my house. It's well, also, too, it's, uh, it's also funnier when it happens to Carlos Boozer. That <laughs> so that, also... that's the other end of that. But All anyway, right, so no. I, I agree. I agree with you that you I know, don't is... I don't picture them falling out of the playoffs. I would no. I would be surprised. It's not impossible, but I would be surprised. OK, so I agree with you. So, you know, but it does say like the schedule coming up, they have the opportunity to move up by they, they have two games coming up against the Clippers in the next 10 days. But they also have New Orleans twice, um, you know, in the next month. They see San Antonio. They they can put a little distance behind the teams that are chasing them, which is probably, to be honest, more important, um, at least in the immediate, to avoid total and, and utter catastrophe. Um, so I agree with you there. Who are you looking at? You know, you mentioned players, Carmelo Anthony among them, that they're going to have to lean on um, to – move up if they are going to move up if they are going to pass the clippers if they're going to at least make a run at minnesota in the seventh spot who are you looking at uh mellow actually um i think they've really missed him in what has basically been a six game absence because he got hurt uh in game i believe it was against the clippers and the, that basically five and a half games he's been out mellow is tied with malik monk at, essentially for their best three-point shooting they're both shooting around 39 ish percent uh both taking about the same volume they are by far the two best outside shooters on this team this is a team that sometimes lacks for offense between their own offensive issues and their proclivity for giving up possession through turnovers and things like that so they cannot waste opportunities to score um uh interesting stat i saw from jason timf uh over at lakers tonight part of the volume network a uh, shout out to jenkins and jones our friends we're also over there as well. Um, net rating of different players with LeBron, mm-hmm. 5.3, Mello and Austin Reeves. They lead the team, or at least what I saw from this stat from Jason, of players playing alongside LeBron. Uh, Mello has been very good, particularly with LeBron this season. I also think, honestly, too, they miss Mello's spirit, man. Like, Mello goes out there and competes. Like, we've talked all season Mm -hmm. about this team and their inconsistent effort and focus and fight and resolve. And thinking about this, there have been very few times where I've thought about that with Mello specifically. Like, whenever whenever Mello's out there, it feels to me at least like he's competing as hard as he can. Like, defensively, his issues are what they are. And he is always going to be, you know, on balance, somebody you're concerned about defensively. But what he does do is try to be in the right spots all the time. He pays a lot of attention. Um, he's all he's talked about by a lot of other guys as a big time communicator. And he cares like he Mello is a great example of somebody when I talk about 
you know, the things that Russell Westbrook could do to be better defensively in terms of just focus and intent and purpose when you're out there defensively, Mello does, Mello at least tries to get the most out of himself while he's there. Even if the most isn't enough, you don't feel like he doesn't give a crap defensively. That's and fair. I that I mean, matters. I, and I, I will say though, when I, when I think about spirit and the way you talk about it, to me, it's just, there's, and I think I agree with you, Mello's really, really critical for this. Um, he, he seems to enjoy his work. He yeah. seems to enjoy playing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I know we, we have debated, you know, the amount these guys are trying there and all these other things over the course of the year. And I think sometimes it comes and goes. I think the the their lack of success overall has weighed on them. I think they're thoroughly still confused as, you know, as to how to operate as a team. And even sometimes when they're trying, they look so bad, it's it just doesn't translate well, and it gets very frustrating. But one of the things that Melo does is he seems to like playing. Like even through all of this, you know, as bad as this year has been and as much of a drag as it's been emotionally and all, he seems to have enjoy himself. And I think that part of his spirit is probably more important because I think most of the time these guys are trying. Malik Monk's trying and Taylor Horton Tucker's trying and Austin Reeves is trying. And, you know, I mean, they, they, it doesn't always work. But, you know, especially among the supporting players, I generally think they're trying. I do think the spirit of Carmelo Anthony as a joyful human mm -hmm. uh, has a massive yeah. impact. Plus, they're, you know, they need to score and he can help with that. I will give you my player, Andy, and we will talk about LeBron and Rich Paul. We'll do all that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar. Okay, it's almost the end of February, which means you've clearly just tossed your New Year's resolutions right out the window. You bailed on everything, but don't bail out on eating right because Built Bar makes that easy. Have you tried the puffs? If you have not, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got great flavors like cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. These are all, they're all going to be your new favorite. They're going to be like your children, like they're all your favorite, except that one that you know isn't. Uh, except the Built Bars, of course, and the Puffs. They're all going to be your favorites. Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. Okay, candy bars, usually like two, 300 calories. Most Built Bars, just 130, plus only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but 17 grams of protein, and that is the good stuff. There's always just cool, unique flavor combinations to look forward to. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off at Built.com. All right. So um, I, you talked about Carmelo Anthony uh, before we get to LeBron here. I am focused again for the 73rd time this season on Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, if you know, you talk about, you know, good mellow versus bad mellow, good Russ versus bad Russ, a consistent Malik Monk, all that stuff. I mean, I feel like Monk is sort of baked into the cake. There's a certain expectation of Russell Westbrook. Um, THT going into the break, was playing pretty well. And, yeah. you know, the Utah game didn't score a lot, but he had four block shots and three assists and five rebounds and found a way to be useful uh, in ways that weren't scoring. The game before that, he had 17 points. The game before that, he had 14. Um, turnovers have been relatively low. He's been you know, playing higher minutes. And, you know, this would be a nice moment for THT to kind of hit the stride that he's had for two or three games at a time over the course of the year. He hasn't been 
uniformly terrible. He hasn't shown no signs of improvement or no signs of potential. But what he hasn't done is string together 10 good games. Now would be a good time. Yeah. And I I think when you talk, Andy, about guys who could make a difference and would almost be like acquiring another player, somebody to something they didn't do at the deadline, a, a, a consistent 10 game burst from THT kind of becomes that guy. THT had a huge role earmarked for him this season, and he has not seemed ready for that. You know, for for the overwhelming majority of the season, THT has seemed in over his head when, as somebody that is slated to be like the fourth or fifth most important player on a team, he just hasn't seemed ready. I mean, it's, it's among the million reasons where it felt like if you had to choose between him or Caruso for the right now, Caruso was the obvious choice and the Lakers chose wrong. That being said, though, you do wonder if maybe just being past the deadline and THT knowing that he's going to be on this team and not having to hear about, you know, all the rumors, but all the rumors with the Lakers involved him. There was not Mm -hmm. a single rumor. Him and Kendrick Nunn, but he's not available. So, right. But I mean, Kendrick Nunn, I mean, what was he attached to? (laughs) I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, all those memories of sitting on the bench in street clothes. You know what I mean? Like, like for THT, this is the only team he's ever played for. And, you know, I know he's been in trade rumors before, but he was, it was basically THT rumors for the mm-hmm. Lakers. So you have to wonder if this is kind of overwhelming, particularly on his first big boy deal. And, you know, there was a lot of scrutiny with that deal. So I, I maybe just, this is kind of put him in a space where he can perform better, but you're right. They they need him to be like the guy that they decided was ready to take on yep. a major role for this season. Um, all right. So let's, we'll, we'll get to, um, well, I don't know how much of, of the LeBron and his future in LA we'll be able to get to in this episode, but I have a feeling Andy will be able to revisit a lot going forward. But let's start with uh, the the news of the last couple of days, which is basically that Rich Paul has diffused some of the hottest uh, of the of the fiery talk. He's made it clear, like, hey, hey, okay, LeBron isn't going anywhere for the foreseeable future. He doesn't want to be traded. All this. Stuff. We'll we'll talk more about what the Lakers need to think about this summer, whether or not they should look into trading LeBron, Bill Plaschke at the LA Times is a column about, about that. Um, whether there's a trade, lots of time to unpack all that stuff. What do you just what do you make of Rich Paul diffusing some of the right now highly overt tension that was developing around the team and around LeBron? Um, well, first of all, when it comes to anything with team LeBron. He always wants to be in control, and mm-hmm. you wonder if they they felt like the reaction was spinning out of control in that maybe the temperature was turned up higher than they wanted. I mean, LeBron, LeBron was clearly trying to crank up pressure, but maybe he felt like – Oh, indeed. Okay. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Um, it worked. Know, mission yeah. accomplished. But, you know, you wonder if maybe there was like, okay, th- this is even hotter than – I'm not going to say anticipated, but wanted – um, you know, there also could be the idea of, okay, the reaction to this wasn't exactly what we expected. There was perhaps a little more of like the F did you expect LeBron? You helped push for this deal. The late, you know, the Lakers, they may not have done anything at this deadline. And we've discussed this, uh, at great length and don't need to, you know, rehash all the reasons why, 
But ever since LeBron got to the Lakers, you can't accuse the Lakers of either A, not being willing to give up capital and assets. I mean, they've moved damn near anything that wasn't nailed to the ground. Over the time since LeBron arrived with the Lakers, you know who's left? LeBron. That's it. It's literally, that's it. That's the only person who is left from when he arrived for uh, three and a half seasons ago till now. LeBron. That is the beginning and the end well, of the Well, it's because he was able to find a different plucky white guy to bestow a fabulous net rating on. But know, so. <laughs> Shout out to Austin Reeves. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they made aggressive deals to bring in Anthony Davis. You know, they moved Danny Green and a pick to bring in Dennis Schroeder. They made mm-hmm. a, you know, an all-in move for Russell Westbrook. Like, everything hasn't been perfect. And have they done everything they possibly could? No. But it's hard to say that the Lakers haven't been active enough with LeBron. If anything, you could argue they've been too active. Yeah, I think that's true. I I think it's one of these deals where you know, if you're you are 100% correct like, you know, there's a there is a point at which people start to look at LeBron as partially at least responsible for this because he was an advocate of the trade. Now, it is up there's to a the lot GM. of backlash against LeBron over right. like the last week. And it, because people point out like, hey, dude, you know, look in the mirror. But the flip side, you know, and, and they pointed the good news is you can blame LeBron and Rob Palenka if you're an angry Lakers fan. And you probably should because this is, you know, they both bear responsibility. Le, you know, Rob Palenka's job as a general manager of the Lakers is to manage the expectation of stars. Absolutely. And, you know, if he genuinely thought that the Westbrook deal was a bad idea, like, guys, this is really bad. It's not going to work. His job was to say no, which is why I think. He was kind of on board with the whole thing. And I'm so sure he was on board with it. I have no doubt. Right. I, I the Polinka E Lakery move. When it puts oh, completely, it puts the context of LeBron's career. This is what I find interesting about it is like it makes you sort of pause. It's like, okay, the Cleveland stuff. Well, he wants to play with Bronny. Okay, that's good. But nobody knows exactly when that's going to be. Um, you know, he wants to win, but he doesn't necessarily want to move around a ton. His reasons for wanting to stay and not wanting to look like he's trying to force his way out of LA are a lot of the same reasons that he came here in the first place. He likes it here. His kids and family who had spent a lot of time before LeBron signed with the Lakers in LA liked it here. Uh, his a lot of business here and that doesn't change. You know, his younger son is, is entering uh, high school too and is playing basketball. And like, and he has a daughter. And he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't want to go anywhere. And I, I think that's for perfectly respectable reasons that go well beyond, you know, winning and losing on the floor. Um, and so, you know, he doesn't want a situation where it suddenly seems untenable that he could be here for another couple of years. Um, and, you know, to see them dial it back a little bit and take a little bit of the heat away for the immediate, like, Again, when he when when Shams gets on with Pat McAfee and says, you know, for the foreseeable future, lot of wiggle room in what that means. Uh, the force, you know, I don't know how far ahead these guys can see. Some people can see very far ahead in the future. Other people can see a week <laughs> on a clear <laughs> like, day, Brian. Right. I mean, you know, so the, that the, the word foreseeable gets to do a lot of heavy lifting in that sense. Um, it is impossible, though, to believe that they wanted to take all that tension away or take all that pressure away um, in the long term. And I don't think they did. 
Um, but at least in the short term, it'll get people to start to stop talking about it quite as much unless they lose six or seven or eight games in a row and suddenly LeBron decides to shut it down or whatever it might be. Then it's going to be bat bleep crazy around here uh, and not in a good way. We'll be here, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, five days a week, wherever you get your podcast. And you can mm -hmm. also check it out on uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Um, and we appreciate it. I think, did we get to 5,000, Andy? We are just on the cusp of 5,000. By the way, to a reminder, and I've been meaning to uh, just bring this up again for people, um, make sure that you are active in the YouTube comment section because we occasionally use your comments as talking mm. points. But also make sure that on the Apple show page that you are leaving five-star reviews or five-star questions. They can be total criticism of us. You can we'll bag on us, yeah. but if you give us five stars, we'll read it. Mm -hmm. It's all about the algorithms. Um, we do like a good algorithm. All right, so yes. uh, we will well, please do that. Though. We we will involve you with the show. Yeah, we like to we like as many different ways to communicate it with us as possible, um, and we will try to do something following Friday night's games. It is a big one. The first game back out of the break um, for the Lakers, and uh, you know it's it's a big one in the standings. It's a big one psychologically for them. So uh, we'll try to come back with a little mini podcast after that. And uh, otherwise, we'll see everybody on Monday. Have a great day.